All right, happy Friday. Thank you, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Here's our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN. Oh, I'm glad it's Friday. It's been a heck of a week, hasn't it? Wow. This is a long week. Uh, anyway, thank you for being here. And, um, you know, I'm getting a little tired of Chris Christie. Now, I will be at the Republican debate doing the show after the debate on, on Fox News. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, indications are no final decision has been made, but it's not looking like Donald Trump is going to go to that debate, uh, which is fine. Um, but uh, I think it's just interesting. And I noticed today in the New York Times that, you know, Chris Christie is not even a conservative. He's just not. Never has been. He was a governor, pretty liberal governor. He'll tell you otherwise. He left the office with a 14 percent approval rating. And and he's now the, the modern day media loved maverick of our time. And and he just loves being on with liberal Morning Joe. And he's like a co-host there and a liberal co-host of Georgie Stephanopoulos over at ABC. Uh, and he is so consumed with his hatred of all things Donald Trump every second minute hour of the day like them. Uh, now he's going after Governor DeSantis, demanding a drop out of the race um, because DeSantis, uh, quote, is planning to defend Trump at the upcoming debate. If Ron DeSantis follows political consultants' advice to defend former President Trump during the first Republican presidential debate uh, next week, then he should get the hell out of this race. He's such a tough guy. I'll tell you, he's one. He's tough, isn't he, Linda? He's such a tough guy. Very you tough. Know, you know what the irony is? Is the media used to love John McCain. They loved John McCain until John McCain became a presidential contender. And then you know what the media did? They ate him up and they spit him out. They loved John McCain when he was criticizing Republicans. They loved Mitt Romney when he criticized Republicans. And they love, they love Romney now, the same guy that they were telling the, world, telling the entire country was a racist. You know what? If, it's just it's so obvious, you know, that this guy is just trying to insert himself. It's all about him. Whatever. I'm just I'm do I have to put these people on after the debate? And I have no I have no desire to talk to this guy. You're afraid to debate me. No, I'm like my time is more valuable than sitting in a room with you, to be honest. Just tired of it. How'd you leave office with a 14 percent approval rating? Well, I cut taxes. OK, you cut taxes in a state that had nothing but high taxes. OK, every Republican cuts taxes. You're never going to be president, Chris Christie. It's never, ever going to happen. Um, anyway, uh, then we have, you know, we've been going over this schedule of what it would be like if all these trials were to take place. The plan is, if Democrats have their way, they would like Donald Trump to be tried in New York, D.C., in Fulton County, Georgia, and in Florida, all during a primary season and a, and a general election year. Okay, you think that's a little untenable? Even the New York Times interviewed legal consultant in recent days. Even they've concluded it's unlikely that all four criminal cases will go to trial before the 2024 election. The problem here for President Trump is, is when you look at the venues where these trials are going to take place and you analyze simple data, and that would be, okay, only 12% of, of the New York City population where the New York trial would take place, voted for him in 2020. 
Okay, that's not a very high percentage. In other words, that is basically a vote of no confidence in Donald Trump. And there's, you know, this Democratic Party, liberal Democratic Socialist Party rage, new Green Deal alarmist cult rage um, against Donald Trump. I don't think he can get a fair trial in New York. So what they want is the trial in New York to take place before the election in in 2024 and where he would be more likely to get a fair hearing and acquittal would be uh, in an appeals court, not in the main trial. Well, Hannity, you're saying that juries can be biased? Yeah, jurisdictions matter. If you're a liberal Democrat in Washington, D.C., it's much harder to get a conviction than if you're a conservative or a Republican or your last name's Trump. 5% 5% of the population, a little over 5% voted for Trump in Washington, D.C. Do you really think he's going to get a fair jury pool there? I don't think so. It's possible, but I don't think so. Fulton County, Georgia, heavily Democratic as well. What, 23 24% went for Trump in the last election. So anyway, even the New York Times, they interviewed a couple of dozen current and former prosecutors and judges and legal experts and people involved in the Trump cases, even they're saying, you know, that that federal and state prosecutors are going to face a morass of delays and court bat- backlogs and legal skirmishes before any trials hit a courtroom. Now, some of these experts predicted that only maybe at best one or two trials would take place next year. One speculating that none of the four Trump cases will start before the election. It is virtually unheard of for any defendant to play a game of courthouse twister like this let alone one who is the leading contender for the Republican nomination for the presidency. Between the extensive legal arguments that must take place before a trial can begin, not to mention that that the trials themselves could last for weeks and months, there's simply not enough boxes on the calendar to squeeze in uh, all of these these trials that they want to have. But isn't that the whole point? They want to expedite it in almost every case. Why do they want to expedite it so quickly? They've had, in most of these, look, look, look at the New York case. They've been sitting on this for over six long years, six and a half years. And now they all of a sudden want to have the trial in an election year over the Stormy Daniels payment. Look at the issue of January 6th. Okay, that was January 6th of 2001. All right, we're going to have our first primary three years later. They, they, they didn't want to move faster if they thought this was so egregious and deserved charges the same in fulton county georgia what took them so long if it was such an urgent matter why didn't they bring it up sooner well the political timing i think speaks basically for itself pretty pretty transparent you know i have yet to hear any outrage at all very little outrage 9 11 2977 of our fellow americans were were murdered that day their lives ruined, their families' lives ruined. You know, all the first responders, all the firemen that bravely put their lives at risk, knowing that they'd probably die. Everyone else is racing to get the hell out of the Twin Towers, and they're racing up the stairs to go save lives. Yeah, they had a pretty good idea. They weren't getting out of there, but they did it anyway. I mean, it is the, the definition of heroism personified. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Anyway, so now we have such incompetence in our government, and now they're looking to the, the, the Biden administration to take away the death penalty for the people. 
that were involved in the plotting and planning and scheming of all of this? Really? No. I support the death penalty fully. It's pretty unbelievable. Pretty unbelievable. You know, look, look at, for example, the treatment of President Trump when you had the disaster in Puerto Rico, or look at the treatment of President George W. Bush after Katrina. You know, that's when uh, Lion Brian Williams was out there saying, I could see bodies floating right outside my hotel room. The only problem was outside of his hotel room, it was dry. There was no bodies floating. Don't worry, he still spent many years at NBC News. What was you know, it in New Orleans that you saw that, that, that kind of matured a matured man? You know, it's funny. Here we are remembering uh, the loss of our colleague, Ed Bradley. Ed just handed me an Emmy for our work in Katrina. Just weeks ago, handed me the, the Emmy that I accepted for my colleagues. And when I was down there, I used to be a firefighter, volunteer firefighter in New Jersey. I was wearing the boots that I've owned since 1976. I had them pulled up as waiters. When you look out of your hotel room uh, window in the French Quarter and watch a, a man float, float by face down, when, when you see bodies that you last saw in Banda Aceh, Indonesia, and swore to yourself that you would never see in your country. Well, how is it that Joe Biden, starting on Sunday, when asked to comment about what has happened in, in Hawaii, in Maui, you know, no. That's what they said, no comment. When asked about what is the deadliest fire in the U.S. in more than a century. We still have over 1,300 missing people, now 111 confirmed dead and climbing still. You know, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. And then again, yesterday on Air Force One is, is asked about this very same issue, about the details of the, he's finally going on Monday, and his excuse about not going is, is laughable. It's, it makes you want to cry when you consider the magnitude of what's happened to the, the poor people of Hawaii. And then you, you add up the dollar figure. He's given a whopping $700 per household stipend from the government. But yet the people per person in Ukraine, I think it's over $2,300 that they've given. There's something wrong with that math. But, you know, now saying again, he doesn't want to talk about it only shamed into going after he made a lame excuse that he didn't want to get in the way. What do you mean a la- you didn't want to get in the way? There's no way to get in front of. I mean, the place has, has been decimated. There's nobody there to see the devastation so you can fully comprehend if you can or if you're capable of comprehending. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You know, this, you know, Hawaii official uh, refused to release. We now know the Maui water to help with the wildfire because of his environmental views. You got to be kidding me. You have an Obama supported Hawaii state officials now resigned or been reassigned because allegedly refusing to transfer water resources that would have helped firefighters battle these Maui fire fire uh, wildfires. Why? He's an environmentalist, um, and I'm reading this report today. Uh, he's an environmentalist and believes that water should only be used in certain situations. In recent years, there's been a debate in Hawaii about whether additional water resources should be used even to fight wildfires. I can't even believe that we're even debating that. 
It sounds so nuts. Welcome to 2023. Nothing makes sense at all. And anyway, agendas take precedence over logic and common sense. And meanwhile, innocent people died and, you know, that people's lives have been uprooted. Everything they own is gone. Anyway, apparently balked at Maui firefighters, various entities, and their request to open up reservoirs and streams as these wildfires were raging out of control. And firefighters, according to reports, pleaded that they had used all the non on all the on hand water and were desperate for any help whatsoever. The guy in charge of water resources for the Hawaiian Islands delayed their request. And he wanted a formal request given to one of the landowners that used it for agricultural pur- purposes. I'm sorry, at that moment, that's not the time to argue. We're using the water to save lives. Not that hard a decision. Biden angers social media users with his refusal to offer any details about his trip. I mean, it's unreal. We are living in the strangest times, I'll tell you that. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program this uh, Friday. You know, it's amazing, by the way, how country music is now impacting the culture. If you go woke, you go broke. We've seen that with Bud Light. We've seen it with Target. Their earnings call at Target was not that good this week. But country music stars, you know, try that in a small town by Jason Aldean. I mean, and by the way, the, the lyrics are so simple. I mean, it's not hard to understand this. You know, and the song starts out, a sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk, carjack an old lady at a red light, pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store, you think it's cool, well, act a, a fool if you like, cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stomp on the f- a flag and light it. Yeah, you think you're tough? Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long for you to find out. Oh, this is, uh, this is a racist. What's racist? No. People stick together in a small town. All people, all backgrounds, all races. Yeah, you have racists in big cities and small towns. Slight minority of ignorant people. It's not, that's not what small town America is like. I know I've lived there. Tunnel to Towers Foundation, speaking of 9-11, well, they're helping our homeless vets, uh, and they're helping this country to never forget 9-11-01. And when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured, they're there for them. The Tunnel Towers Foundation, they have their in-the-line-of-duty programs. They honor our nation's heroes, their families, including Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, Homeless Vet Programs. Uh, the By the way, the Foundation's Never Forget programs are engaging people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Maybe they need to send that over to the White House. They have over 80 runs, walks, climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, barbecues. 9-11 Institute is educating kids from kindergarten through 12th grade about our country's darkest day. And the charity keeps their word. They honor our nation's heroes. We hope you'll join us in this great cause. They can't do it without your financial support. Hope you'll join all of us here at Team Hannity. Commit to 11 bucks a month by going to their website, the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org, the letter T. The number two, the letter T, dot org.